folks. Welcome to another episode of All Things Dreams with your host, Miranda McLaughlin. A couple guests here today, and I'll just do a little bit of a quick round to introduce yourselves. Uh, my name is Alex English. I'm a voice actor for uh, Warner Brothers. I do Roadrunner for Looney Tunes. Interesting. I knew none of that about you, so I'm learning some new stuff as well. And yourself? I'm married to the host. That is, that's correct. <laughs> and Maybe. did you care to add a name to that intro? Hidalgo. Of course, you want to do Hidalgo again. Okay, fair enough. We'll move right along. So the topic of this episode is sleep paralysis. And we're taking a bit of a different approach this time um, than the typical episode that starts with an entry from my dream journal because I've never actually experienced sleep paralysis. So I'm learning right along with everyone else what all this is about. Wait, um, what? You've never heard of this? No, I've never experienced it. Me neither. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why are we talking about it? We should have brought someone in that has done this. I know, I don't know what we're thinking. So Alex has actually experienced sleep paralysis. Oh yeah, right. So he's going to be a bit happening? of our in-house expert. <laughs> I'm having one right now. <laughs> This is a fever dream, sir. That's different. <laughs> so we're going to be able to ask some questions to someone who's experienced this uh, before. And we're also going to talk a little bit about a documentary style film that th the three of us watched called The Nightmare. And this is a film that came out in 2015. And hopefully I don't butcher his name, but I'm pretty sure the director is Rodney Asher. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds like a name that's... How would you mispronounce that? I don't know. A -S Rod Nye? <laughs> no, the last name. Asher? Yeah. I mean, maybe he just prefers Rod. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Again, not the first name that had me hung up. All right. So before we get started into the details of either Alex's experiences or our thoughts on the movie The Nightmare... I wanted to give a little bit of a definition of sleep paralysis for any listeners who maybe don't know what we're talking about. So just a pretty high level definition, sleep paralysis is basically a feeling of being conscious but unable to move and it occurs when a person passes between stages of wakefulness and sleep or vice versa and during these transitions you may be unable to move or speak uh, for a few seconds or up to a few minutes and some people have even experienced that for upwards of an hour. So, we'll, so you think you're awake, We'll get right? into the details of what you the reality is. You, are, you, are, you are awake, awake but you uh -huh. can't move. Yeah. One of the theories of sleep paralysis is that basically it's a result of REM sleep disruption, where your body is still in a state of what's called muscle atonia. So your body is basically immobilized as though, which it often is when you're in sleep, so that you don't react to what you're experiencing. But as your as your body's in that state, your mind actually starts to become awake, and you get stuck in this kind of surreal state of uh, REM sleep in that world, while all, while your body is um, still asleep, essentially. But Alex will describe that more in detail. Um, That's never happened to me. Am oh, I lucky? Me or neither. Am I, like, should I be jealous? You're lucky. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I a, think it's it not might an, be an fun enjoyment. Just once, right? Yeah. It's uh, so it's, terrifying. You're like, no, you don't want this. When it's, it's yeah, when it's happening, it's scary. And then afterwards, when you kind of like think back, it's very interesting. Uh, maybe someone can provide a bit of an overview of what the nightmare was about. Devin, you kind of picked the movie, so maybe you can describe to the audience what this movie was all about. That's a hard movie to describe in like a couple sentences, but it, it was a 
It's a series of interviews with people who have done what you've done. I'm pointing at Alex. (laughs) 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 And they just recount what they've seen, how they felt while it was going on, and... Then they reenact it. And that's where the real nightmare begins. Because as a viewer, you're like, holy shit, this is what people see and they can't move while they're seeing it. Yeah, I, I would heard... shit my pants. Have you ever shit your pants while this is happening? Um, no, no poop has ever come out. Because your body is paralyzed. Yeah. So it doesn't go through the functions of moving So you're constipated your and you can't move. <laughs> so as soon as it ends, though, I'm running to the bathroom. What? I'm running to the bathroom. After. As soon as I... I'm Every like, time, for real? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> then that means people do shit themselves. It's super easy to lie to you. I'm going to have fun in this podcast. Yeah, so what I wanted to ask you guys about was what you guys thought about the movie. Um, I feel like Devin already kind of mentioned it was terrifying. Yeah, I gave, and, uh, um, I gave it like four. I know, four out half, of ten? Three, no, three and a half. Four stars. Three and a half out of four. So yeah. it's out of four stars, not five stars. Yeah, yeah. Four okay. star scale. Three yeah. and a half out of four stars. I I wouldn't have rated it that high for me personally. I thought it was good, but I think it wasn't as terrifying as I was expecting it to be. I don't see documentaries that drip atmosphere like that movie does. Yeah, that, it, like, it was pretty shit. cool. Like, it was a horror movie, but it was a documentary. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. So I mean, think- I've seen creepy crime ones but and Alex for you as someone who's experienced sleep paralysis do you think the movie that made the movie more or less creepy um this was your life yeah it it probably made it a little bit more I think I don't want to say they're exaggerated experiences Mm -hmm. but some of those people that were interviewed definitely experienced dreams that were way more intense than the ones I've dealt with Mm -hmm. that being said like I'm notorious for hating horror movies and I loved it like I Mm -hmm. was I mean, if you guys remember, I was like on the edge of my seat you the were, whole time. You were, like, you were very you were into it. Because I've never been able to watch something and on my so experience. Yeah, so it was really cool to kind of see other people dealing with this. Because I remember for the longest time, like it wasn't until university when I like had a definition for this. It was mm-hmm. just something that I like experienced my entire life and I never had a name for it. Mm-hmm. So when I actually like found out, oh, it's called sleep paralysis, I was like, oh, okay, I can finally define what I'm experiencing and I'm not the only one that's going through it. And one of the things I was wondering, because when I'd heard about sleep paralysis, I thought like the major kind of similarity that linked items, linked those across experiences was basically that wakefulness combined with the sensation of your body being paralyzed. Mm -hmm. But then almost all of the experiences that were shared in the movie combined that with a vision or perception or something of something else being in the room Mm -hmm. and menacing them. 100%. And I was surprised to see that as such a consistent part of all of their experiences. I didn't know if that was just a, oh, the person who's doing the documentary is trying to get like the worst of the worst experiences or if that's something that's really common and in your experiences of sleep paralysis, is that something yeah. that was part of it? Yeah. So every time I've ever had a sleep paralysis dream, I always end up seeing something in my surrounding area. So oh, the there's always a figure standing in the bedroom and like, you know, I've had them as a, as a child growing up in my parents' house and then I had them in university in my dorm room and then I've had them in ex-girlfriend's bedrooms. Like, And every time it's not the same type of figure, it's a different you know, it could be a person. I've had one with a little girl. I've had one with an alien. I've had one with a shadow. That's the silhouette. other thing I yeah. was wondering because a lot of the people in the movie, they almost seem to have the same menacing yeah, characters kind of return over and over again. There's like the figure, the, the alien like beings or something. Or like humanoids with, mm-hmm. and they, yeah. in, the, in the dock, they had hats on. Yeah, humanoids either I mean, like completely yeah. with nothing yeah, yeah, or yeah. with the weird hat. So and, all I'm saying 
One looks like aliens. One looks like Freddy Krueger. One looks like just a demon. Mm-hmm. It's things you see in horror movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Common, common caricatures in horror movies. Yeah. And, and Freddy Krueger's become a pop culture icon. So I've had Freddy Krueger nightmares, but exactly. I've and never this is probably had sleep maybe related to that. I don't know. I'm not well, I can't remember exactly what it looked like, but my from memory, the first sleep paralysis dream I had was a, this monster, and it was standing in my bedroom, and it doesn't resemble any monster that I've ever seen in, in movies or TV shows or anything like that, and that was a recurring one where this monster was always standing in my room and he was always like, I could never understand what he was saying, but he was always like asking me questions and I like didn't know what he wanted. Um, but it was tough as like a kid. You could hear him asking you yeah. questions. And you know, I remember like we had bunk beds and I was on the bottom bunk and my brother would have been on the top bunk and I'm, you know, lying there paralyzed and I can't move and I'm looking in my room and this giant monster standing there and, you know, eventually I'd shake out of it and, wake up and you know scream for my mom and dad and like they come in and the typical response like oh it's just a bad dream nothing you know nothing happened there's nothing here and and it just as I got older and I kind of you know researched sleep paralysis it made me realize like if kids are more susceptible to having these types of dreams then maybe that's where kids come up with these ideas of oh there's a monster under my bed or Mm -hmm. there's a monster in my closet because as a kid you can't really describe or explain what's happening because for me at the time there was actually a monster in my room Mm -hmm. but to my parents they were like oh it's just a dream but for me it was way more real than that because you were in that state between yeah and it was it was literally standing in my room and i and you mentioned that it was kind of like you heard it talk like communicating with Mm -hmm. you this might be a weird question but were you hearing the voice like as though someone was talking in the room or were you hearing it although almost like it was like in your head? Do you know what I mean? Um, like, I feel like I've probably like, like uh, we're talking right now. Mm-hmm. Like probably if I had to think about it, I think it was like normal conversation. Mm-hmm. And I've, and a lot of, a lot of those sleep paralysis dreams, even as I gotten older, a lot of it has sound too, like growling or screaming or, yeah. you know, anything menacing. Is, is the voice Nick Offerman? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no. And I, and like, it's never been a good dream. There mm-hmm. are 100% nightmares. There's never a time where I wake up and like, oh, there's a pretty naked girl standing in my bedroom. This is great. I, I never, can't move, but oh, well. I guess I'll just lie here. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's always a nightmare 100% of the time. And you always have this overwhelming sense of fear. Like, And that was something I looked into because, again, I was curious, like, any of the experiences that I've either heard about or mm-hmm. read about seemed to all be very menacing. And I was curious if that was just a telltale, like, mandatory part of a sleep paralysis experience mm-hmm. or if you had positive ones. And mm-hmm. when I was looking into it, it was like people who had them all the all the time. Mm. There was like one or two where they were like, and then there was this one time really? where I woke up and it was just kind of like the room just almost looked more like surreal and magical and more like a fantasy and it was kind of like like mystical magicalness. Like a unicorn walks by. Yeah, like kind kind of that like a fantasy type reality. And they said that it was like one time then they woke up they like couldn't move. Wait, but what was happening around them in a fantasy world? But like they had a positive atmosphere. Could like they you? felt yeah. like that they felt kind of just kind of in awe. Wow. As opposed to in Crazy. terror or in fear. Yeah, because when it's happening, you're you're overwhelmed with this sense of mm-hmm. fear. And it's this fear that you can't... I've never had anywhere else in my life. I've never yeah. experienced anything like it. And it's just... You're, you're so scared. You just want to, like, break out of it. Do you think that people in the past, before we understood how any of this works within the brain, do you think the people that experienced this thought it was a religious experience? Mm. So, interesting that you would say that. Because when I was doing some of my research... Um, 
not necessarily linking it to religiousness, but there's some pieces of artwork, some statues um, from like Renaissance times where people looking back are thinking that might be representations of sleep paralysis experiences and instances where there's someone that's like in like lying down in a state of like either like that looks like they're kind of just waking up or they're kind of sleepy or something. And then there's something like sitting on their chest yeah. that's like a goblin or yeah. a Roger demon Rabbit. or yeah, Roger yeah, Rabbit. You, yeah, if you, look, if you look it up on Wikipedia, that's like one of the images that they mm-hmm. have is like a, they call it, the nickname is the old hag syndrome dream. And mm-hmm. they have like a goblin type figure sitting on the chest. And that's what a lot of people describe is you have this heavy feeling on your chest because you can't move at all. Do you, did you, do you? I just like Does that I just with you? I just everything is heavy. Like you mm-hmm. just can't move at all. But the only thing you can move is your eyes. You can move your eyes. And you're not. You're never restricted to moving your eyes at all. You can move them around. So there's, they were there's... seeing this before movies. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, and you mentioned something too about different things that you saw. Mm-hmm. And one of your stories reminded me of one of these stories I had read, where they pictured basically there was like this little girl who seemed kind of innocent enough at first, but then she like ran over to them and started choking them. That's and I felt I was like, I hate it when kids are creepy. It messes that, with my head so that's bad. Really creepy because I've had I've had like that. Like I had you choked in a dream. No, I, she ran at me though. I this one was in my <laughs> dorm room in uh, when I was at school in Newfoundland, and uh, I woke up in my dorm room. I had fell asleep with the door open, and she was standing in the doorway, and she ran at me. Maybe and, she opened the and, door. No, I, I I don't know why the door was open, but I just happened to fall asleep with it. Anyways, she, as she ran towards me, I managed to jerk myself awake, and I like turned away from her. So I couldn't see her, and I was like, okay, good. I woke myself up, but I didn't. I just, it was mm-hmm. a jerk in my sleep, and I was still asleep. And then she was still uh. behind me, and she started laughing. And then I, and then I just, like, I just Freaking squeezed. I just tried, I just kids. tried to squeeze all my I know muscles it was and rude, wake myself up. This is up. why I asked earlier, like, have you ever just gone to the bathroom? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, honestly, if that happened in real life. If, if there... If you've ever you're wondered, right. if you've ever wondered growing up, like, hey, Alex, would you like to watch a horror movie? And I say no. This is probably why. Yeah, it makes sense. So, makes sense. Devin, you mentioned you've never had sleep paralysis. Do you have? Do you recall any experiences that any of this reminds you of? No, I, I, I said I just I dream about being late for work. Yeah, that's fair. It's really boring. Like when I was a kid, I dreamt, but I don't remember any. Mm-hmm. See, when me when I was a kid, there's one thing from when I was a kid that is reminiscent of it, but not the same. And I would have never linked this experience to uh, what I had thought of as sleep paralysis until I saw the movie. Mm -hmm. And when I saw them kind of feeling uh, like they were like, oh, I'm in a state of wakefulness right after falling asleep or, sorry, right after waking up or just as I'm about to fall asleep. Mm. Um, And then I start seeing things like in my room. So, like, they're seeing everything else in their surroundings is the exact same. They feel awake, but then they're seeing things in their room moving around that aren't supposed to be there or that don't really exist in real life. And that's something that um, I felt a similar experience to when I was little. And it was around, basically, I was lying in bed and just staring at a closet door in front of me. And then it was, like, partially open, so not fully shut, not fully open. And then seeing these skeleton fingers just one by one kind of curve around the door. Such a movie and then, thing, right? Yeah. And then gradually open up and seeing just the skeleton move towards me. But I wasn't paralyzed. Like I would pull the blanket up over my head 
And then when I felt like I was safe again, magically somehow, I'd pull the blanket down, look in the closet was back in the original position. And I'd be like, oh, I imagined it. But then I would see the fingers go again. And then I kept seeing how long I could wait and how close the skeleton would get until I'd have to put the blanket back and it would kept working. And eventually I just yelled for my parents to come. How old were you? Um, like probably before I was in kindergarten. It's probably like four. Okay, so there's probably drugs then. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, I don't know what. Her I mean, if you can, if you can move, all time, that's not sleep process. <laughs> I mean, skeletons. That's yeah. That's that's hardcore that's, drugs. That's, like, what? How old were you? About four, it's probably. Four. Intervenous. Did you call your parents to call that's the terrible. cops on you? Don't do drugs, kids. Like. I am confident it was not drugs, and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying it was sleep paralysis because, like I said, I was able to like pull the blankets That's over creepy. my head. It you just guys have is... problems with doors that are partially open. <laughs> this. That's what I'm hearing. We need to have fully shut doors or fully open doors <laughs> to have more positive experiences. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's I don't. That's messed up. Anyways, I just thought I'd share that because it awesome. it's the only thing that. I thought of in terms of a personal experience that like, as I was watching the movie that it made me think of. But I also wanted to mention too, like as I was looking at uh, information about the movies, I was looking at kind of reviews. What do you think this movie's rated on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, I'm going to say 56. I've never heard of Rotten Tomatoes. Is that? <laughs> That's a, it's a pile of fruit. Is that, or, like a, is is that a cooking fruit? website? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a bad cooking website. What did you I say? Mean, Fifty something. Fifty six. I'm gonna say like seventy two. Uh, the closer person is Alex. It was rated sixty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Sixty nine. Oh jeez. Holy, you just went. <laughs> somebody, the easy, somebody had the easy dangling fruit. <laughs> she gave easy it to me. I'm gonna dangling grab it. Dangling tomato. <laughs> so his Rotten Tomato score is four percent. <laughs> Come on. No, it's a good documentary. Like it's mm -hmm. effective. So, what do you think one of the criticisms might have been of this movie? I mean, I feel like people that don't have sleep paralysis dreams might have thought that it, the representation might have been a little over dramatic. Because mm -hmm. someone that hasn't experienced that, when you see the reenactments that they do, they're they're insane. They're crazy for someone mm -hmm. that's never. And then for me to watch it, I'm like, yeah, this is very similar to what mm -hmm. I've experienced. So I feel like people that can't relate to that might think it's a little ridiculous, a little far. -fetched. But for someone who's had them, it it rang true. Hundred percent. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. What do you think, Devin? In terms of, I didn't go into science too much. Mm-hmm. It was just depicting people's stories of their dream, but it didn't go into why that might be happening, chemical yeah, imbalances, mm -hmm. neurotransmitters. Who knows? It, it didn't go into any of that. And you are on track with what if some of the criticisms were. So I only more, gave I was, three and a half out of four. <laughs> so I was, and a half is all about science. I didn't think about that at all when I was watching the movie because I was still pretty enthralled with it, and I was kind you went of to stew. It's okay. Oh my word! You took courses at stew. I did. I took stew. two, and they were awesome <laughs> courses. War, uh, crime on film. Come on. <laughs> so what I was gonna say is that Devin was on track in terms of some of that, some of the criticisms, because basically when I was reading the reviews. Um, where, where it like lost a few points was that it was focused entirely on personal accounts. And those people, no, I mean, like, I don't know them, but mm -hmm. they could be misrem misremembering. Is that a word? They might be, sure. there might be like, now. I don't know. They seem legit, but who am I to tell, right? And the fact that I know someone personally who can like corroborate mm -hmm. some of those experiences. That makes the movie better for us. I agree. Because I'm like, holy shit, this yeah. happens to you? <laughs> <laughs> that being said, like, 
I'm glad I'm not any of those. Yeah, downside first, with but like I've, but like, like I've had one where like I have a silhouette standing at the foot of my bed, and then I have a roommate getting ready for work, and he's walking back and forth, so I can see what's happening in real life with mm-hmm. things that are not supposed to be in my room, standing right there. Wow, that would be so unsettling. Yeah, you know, that's... and I can also grunt. Like I've, I've had a lot of ex-girlfriends that have had to deal with like shaking me awake because mm-hmm. I'm grunting in my sleep. I want to talk about this because this I can relate to. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the dreams I'm having, but <laughs> there are times when I want to scream in a dream. Yeah. And uh, it's like because I'm sleeping and so relaxed, I guess, the muscles I need to scream don't function properly. And I feel like I'm trying to force out a fucking scream, but I can't do it. And it comes out sounding probably something like, like something really, really strange. That's hot. And it happens. I, I, that's when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> but anyways... That has happened a few times. I don't think it wakes you up because you sleep I'm too through, sound of a sleeper. Like if the the roof, only time I've ever heard you make any noise in, in your sleep is when you've fallen asleep before me. Like an alien could like hover over our house and then remove the roof and then like like robot. Like all of this noise, she'd just be like... I'd be like, yo, we should be waking up, I think. <laughs> yeah, the only time I wake up in my sleep is when Devin intentionally wakes me up. <laughs> and even then, I won't remember it in the morning most no, times. No, she won't. It's weird. She won't remember real life, but she remembers all the dreams. <laughs> weird. <laughs> dreams are strange how they work. I, I don't know. Um, before this episode, I started kind of putting out some questions to um, some of our followers on Instagram, just asking about questions relating to sleep paralysis. And... One thing I asked is if they even knew what sleep paralysis was. How and, many knew? Uh, 77% knew what it was. There was like, like just completely no idea. The so other, no, no, like so a, the a other quarter. 49% are idiots. No, like, like right, a quarter. It's, it's, in, it's in the name. <laughs> like sleep paralysis. <laughs> can't move. Yeah, but, but you, you can make I know assumptions. it actually wasn't 49. <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm not that bad anything. at math. <laughs> <laughs> He was doing such a good job at other things. I didn't want to embarrass I him. I forgot to bring my calculator to the podcast. Did, wait, who did you ask that question to? I just put it out on Instagram. And then just so asked I, people. we just insulted a lot of their fans. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no, no, no. It's our fans. Our fans. That's right. No, That's it's right. not. <laughs> They're probably like, when are they going to ditch Devin? Like, he's just a weight on the show. He's just bringing them down. Bring Joe back. He was great. Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> This guy mumbles in the background because he sits too far back. (laughs) So the other thing I asked was who had experienced sleep paralysis. Mm. And only only about 30% of people said that they had. And then the the last thing that I want to mention is I also asked people to describe sleep paralysis in one word. And um, one word. Just in one word. And basically got a few different responses from Zian GNA. She said, it's scary. Nicole. That's two words. <laughs> no, she said, she That's just said true. <laughs> she just said scary. <laughs> and then Nicole will be weak said terrible, and Tyler Arnish described it as frightening. So big thank you to people who mentioned uh, your comments. But I'm kind of wondering from someone here today if you had one word to describe it, Alex, what would you use? Uh, hmm, I don't. That's tough. Like all three of those examples are very accurate like i would just say overwhelming would be my oh yeah. i like that yeah i mean as someone who's never experienced it i think that you just picked a good word to describe what you described <laughs> earlier yeah, <laughs> nice work alex <laughs> so for people who maybe have experienced sleep paralysis and 
didn't like it so much. I also uh, came across some tips for helping to decrease the likelihood based on some things that have been found to be linked to sleep paralysis. Did you warn the viewers before that people that listen to the information about it may start to have those types of dreams? been good <laughs> yeah, it is that something that can that's common <laughs> that is actually, for sure common it they actually common, mentioned yeah. that in the movie The Nightmare so warning heads up them, yeah one <laughs> yeah. of them started dating somebody and who had had sleep paralysis he'd never heard of it before and then after she yeah. had described it to him she, he started getting sleep paralysis and actually that kind of makes sense based on some of the things it's linked to never happened to me I'm waiting who so knows maybe maybe Devin <laughs> So one of the things that one of the things that can trigger sleep paralysis is stress. So if someone started getting really stressed out about the prospect of having sleep paralysis and they were really stressed out before going to sleep, it could actually increase the likelihood that they'll get sleep paralysis. Yeah. So one of the tips for preventing it is to try to minimize your stress, do relaxing things before you go to bed, even read like, a book. Read a book, deep breathing, well, you meditation, want a sleep process whatever. Dream. So do all the opposite of these. So things. I should yeah. like stare at my stocks <laughs> before I go to bed. Oh God! Okay, here we go. Read, I'll read the news. I'll just turn on the news. There we go. Another tip was to get plenty of sleep, which should be easy enough if you don't get sleep paralysis. Plenty, you have to get plenty of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, because it's probably your brain isn't functioning. Well, that was yeah, the less, <laughs> that was the less sleep, sleep you, you have. Do you sleep a lot, would you say? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, you sleep like three in the uh, afternoon. Well, not anymore. Yeah, that was like yeah. teenager. That but was like, like 20 Something years that ago. stuck out in the documentary was like, you know, one of those guys was like, you could tell that he was scared to go to bed at night like because mm-hmm. it was such a recurring thing. And like I haven't and had, that just contributes to it. Yeah, and I haven't had one in probably... Two and a half, three years I was years wondering now. if you were mm-hmm. going to have one after we watched that movie. Yeah, I was curious too. And I remember waking up being like, thankful I didn't have one. <laughs> but like, I, but I, I, it's tough because like, they're terrifying when they're happening, but they're also incredibly interesting. And like. After the fact. Yeah. You're like, wow, this is, that was a really cool experience. And then you're like, oh, I, I should have toughened it out and, you know, kind of mm-hmm. stayed with it and been more brave. But in the moment you're like, ah. Yeah. I don't, I think I'd have a really hard time being brave in that moment. Yeah. I've had inception old hag syndrome dreams where Wait, I'm what? having a nightmare. I'm having a sleep paralysis dream. I had one in, uh, I was at my ex-girlfriend's in Ontario and I was asleep and I was like, oh, I'm having an old hag syndrome dream. And I like trying to jerk myself awake and I couldn't do it. And these ghosts were flying above me, like laughing at me. And they're like, this is actually a nightmare. Like they even told me, they're mm-hmm. like, this is our plan. Yeah. And like, then I finally opened my eyes and they were still in the room. And now That's I was screw awake. That. That's screw that. Screw that. And, I, and then I, by that point I was grunting and, and my ex woke me up. And I was like, that was one of the creepiest ones I've ever had. But, Whoa. but yeah, no, it's been a few years since I've had one. And, well, uh, I have an, another tip for trying to avoid them. Tip me. Vinegar before bed. Big <laughs> cup of it. Apple cider to be. It is not vinegar or apple cider vinegar. It's actually to try different sleeping positions and to avoid sleeping on your back. Yeah. So I'm a belly sleeper. I sleep Mm -hmm. on my belly with my. Yeah. Because I. I, You sleep on your belly. Where's your face? Like which direction? Turn it to one one side or the other. It doesn't break your neck in the morning. My arms are underneath my pillow. My neck would be. Yeah. My arms are underneath my pillow. Um, yeah, I used to I used to be a side sleeper, and a lot of times I'd roll onto my back in the, in the middle of the night, and mm-hmm. then that's what caused them. Exactly. You're on and, your back. and what it actually I don't sleep on I can't either. fall asleep. I, on, I on can't fall asleep on my back, but if I'm side sleeping, I'll roll onto my back. I'm gonna sleep. try to sleep on my back tonight and see if I dream. This might happen. 
I never sleep on That's my back. That's not supposed to promote dreaming. It's supposed to promote sleep paralysis. I'll take, I'll yes. take whatever Devin I guess. Take it's very clear that he wants one of these. Um, I just I'm want it once. And, so, and if it's yeah, terrifying, so if I'll be like, never again. If you're, you were right. <laughs> I will admit fault. I just want to do it once. If you're some kind of a dream sadist like Devin is, apparently, just do the opposite <laughs> of these tips that we've suggested. And Is there a way to that make it? Is that, are the fine gonna, tips on how to make it happen? It's the opposite of the thing. Like so just The reason the that it's recommended to do these things is because not doing that so if you are stressed and you're getting very little sleep and you're sleeping on your back all of those things can increase the likelihood but there's also other factors other factors that you can't necessarily avoid which is sometimes it's just something in your genes that makes you more susceptible um the other thing that can be linked to sleep paralysis is if you have any mental health challenges and that leads to it more, like more often. Yeah, and that it's Which it, and actually ones? antidepressants can minimize the likelihood that you'll have um, sleep paralysis. Interesting. So there's also is it caveat serotonin? on all of these things that I've mentioned here. A, I'm not an expert. B, definitely not a doctor. And C, none of this research is fully definitive. Um, I do have, before we close up this episode, a couple dream facts related to sleep paralysis. So oh, I'll just kind of test your this? knowledge a little bit. Is there an intro? <laughs> <laughs> we'll That's do one. That's the other intro. <laughs> dream! Power! Power! It's dream, dream facts! Dream, dream facts! Dream we are power. watching a lot of Power Rangers tonight. Okay, try it again. This segment is now called <laughs> Dream! dream. Power. power! Dream power. All right. Dream power it is. You put me on the spot, man. I'm going back and re-editing all my other podcasts so that it says dream power instead of dream power. If you need us to think, sing any theme songs, like, we're, we're available. We just did it for free. I can tell there's dream. a lot of untapped talent here. Power! <laughs> so, for dream power. Okay, so I have two questions for you guys, and I'll test some of your knowledge. Oh, I'm being tested. (laughs) Okay, so the first question. What percentage of the population do you think experiences... Sleep paralysis. Population Did you say 30 of, before? No, of New I Brunswick? Said, I that was said, in poll. Canada? I said that was a poll, and North I said America. it was not 30. scientifically sound. I'm saying 30. You're going to stick with the other percentage. Is this the population I, of the see, globe? I'm like, I trust your view. Does this include... This is a study that does an estimate of the usage. It doesn't test the whole globe. So, mm. it's, okay. it's extrapolating based on How many people did size. they survey? Uh, I think it was in the tens of thousands. 30 sounded high to me. I'm going to say 12. Uh, okay. Mostly because it doesn't happen to me at all. I'm going to okay. go with 18. All right. Devin's actually a bit closer this time. Because I'm a doctor. Okay. So the actual percentage um, is 8%. Shit. Wow, that's low. I was Very close. low. Yeah. We're not too close. That being said, anyone can have them. So there's nothing, there's no one who is completely immune um, to getting sleep paralysis in terms of what is understood about it right now. It's just, it only tends to manifest in about 8% of the population. So you are just so special, Alex. <laughs> Finally. I've been waiting 30 years for someone to say that. And one final question. Do you think sleep paralysis is more common in adults or children? Children. Teen, like teens into the 20s. Young, so young not adult. young adult. Okay, so, so it's adult. You're. 
<laughs> you really kind of like tiptoed into that. The, you took the scenic route on well, that. Well, I know. You couldn't he call them really kids. Did. Like the people in the movie that age. Like hipsters. <laughs> hipsters, hipsters is not an age. <laughs> yeah, it's like the millennial. I, just, up there I feel like up I had me. way more me experiences down. as a kid than mm-hmm. I did as an adult. Well, I think it's more stressful to live as a kid. You've got all the school that you always have to be on the ball so for. So you're kind of going back and forth now, Devin, because you were saying you picked adults, but now you're saying it's more stressful. Well, I'm talking like young, like even teens. I said though, he like wa- high school kids. Really want, his answer is both. So right? is your final answer still children, Alex? Um, I'm gonna say teenager. That's See, he's with me now because we're doctors. No, no, no. no Are I'm you not... going under eighteen or over eighteen? I'm gonna go under eighteen. Over Devin? eighteen. Okay, so child. Eighteen adult. to twenty nine. Oh, my word. We're, we're children, now. Oh, we're 30 and 34, Okay, though, Alex so. picks children, and Devin picks adult, and Devin is correct. It is more common in adults than children. Why? She's we just know pitting why? us against a... each other. That's all she, she, but I keep winning. She's trying to break. <laughs> I, I, don't I know. Look, she's I'm trying not looking to down on you, man. We're, tra- both doc- <laughs> we're both doctors. You're literally looking... Your chair is even higher than me. That's true. <laughs> That's why I wanted it. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys both so much for being the guest on another episode of All Things Dreams.